Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 219. That's Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. I'm Ryan Thogmartin. And Jeff, we are in the closest proximity to each other that we have been in over a year. That's the truth. In fact, I think it was song, uh, So Close But Yet So Far, you know, uh, by Frankie Valley. That was part of the song. But we're going to make it come true a little bit closer here pretty soon, but we'll leave that yes, up for uh, we'll leave that up for another time. Hey, look, uh, before we get going, the gasoline that makes the engine work is the folks that I just I work for, I admire, and we have it going on. If your funeral is not paid for, it's not over with yet. And if you're not using CNJ for your insurance assignments, you're missing out. Let's run that promo. We may be the largest insurance assignment company in the funeral profession, but that doesn't mean we've lost touch with our roots. Here in Rainbow City, Alabama, our priorities still come down to a welcoming smile and a handshake that says we keep our promises. With all the tools and technologies that assure blazing fast turnaround, what really matters is much more old school. Personal responsibility, integrity, relationships, and the pride that comes from hearing yet another client say, you came through for us when it mattered. CNJ eliminates the challenges that funeral homes have in processing insurance death claims. If cash flow is vital to your business, welcome home. Yeah, you know, Jeff, I had the opportunity last week to be with uh, your boss, Jamie, and your colleague, Rob Bryce, at a study group slash I think we're kind of renaming these things to micro conferences like I, right. I like that word uh, kudos to Kenny Howe Holman Howe Funeral Home in uh, Lebanon uh, let's see Lebanon Missouri um, there were about 50 uh, different companies and funeral homes represented uh, at this study group just super 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 awesome like it, one, it was great to be in person. It's the first business meeting that I've traveled to in, in over 12 months. Like actually last, the last travel trip I took pre-COVID uh, for uh, the pandemic was was to Kenny's place in February of 2020 for the, the study group. So, uh, but anyways, Jamie and Rob were there and gosh, just, I was listening to some of the stories um, that Jamie was telling of, of the things that your company has done this year, the funeral homes that you've bailed out, like just the, the, the insane turnarounds, like some of the stories of like what counts receivable were prior to you and then what they are after you, like that that's real bottom line dollars and uh, it's pretty impressive stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to make this an infomercial for CNJ, but I would not have a problem doing that. So job well done. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's interesting that, uh, first of all, let me make a statement. And I put this out to the funeral nation because I stand corrected. Uh, we interviewed Leslie Witter a few weeks ago and we posted it and I made a uh, mistake because I was talking about her and joking about being in front of the White House. That was the Capitol building she was in front of, not the White House. I had some folks call me out on it. And uh, as I said, the military, I stand corrected. I apologize. My, uh, I've been out here so far so much and in the sun that I don't recognize the monuments and things from back uh, east. Now, if you put me in front of a palm tree, you're out 
at the uh, PGA Stadium course. I know where we're at, but uh, that's not happening. But anyway, well, let's, thank let's, you all for pointing that out. <laughs> let's be honest, Jeff. We did that on purpose. So we just really wanted to see who was paying attention to what was being said. <laughs> and now we know. That's right. Yeah, Callie uh, up in Washington. Good job. You found it. So uh, you came off of a conference. I'm getting ready to go to one with MKJ down in Naples, Florida. Yes, there's sunshine there. Uh, James went with them a few weeks ago over to Colorado for a conference. And I believe, Ryan, we talked about it before we came on and we came up with the word micro-conference. I think that is going to be where we're at for the future, that we will have uh, companies, vendors come together, um, have targeted really good content and have it for a more intimate group, you know, anywhere from 30 to 50. You can get more done. You can associate with folks. You can uh, actually, in my, my view, you can interact and actually have some sort of dialogue versus even the conventions. Because, A, as we just saw, we're not going to Las Vegas. That's not going to happen with ICCFA. You know, that's a decision to be made. But I don't see that, you know, you and I have talked about this now for an entire year, and it's kind of a broken record. Things have changed. And I think our profession, our industry, some of you hate that word, but our industry has changed. So now is going to be the turning tide, I believe, and what we're going to do and how we're going to get together in the future. What are your thoughts? No, I think you're exactly right. Like, look, um, vendors notoriously for his, the history of these conferences have really been what fund the conference, right? Like is the, the exhibit and the, and the vendors. But the vendors have very little say, if any. Um, there's really no control over the programming. There's no control of the value that the vendor gets out of the conferences. And I'm not saying that the conferences are bad at all. I, it brings us together and there's room for them. But there's a lot of politics involved in the conferences, which is why ICCFA is not going to be able to pull off an in-person event this year. A lot of state shows, a lot of politics involved in those canceling already. Vendors that can come together and can kind of take control, you can control the audience, you can control the narrative, you can control how many people can come together, what the what the kind of policies are, are around that, and you can get some like-minded people in a room where you can have some really good conversation, and change can start to happen. Um, so I think there's an opportunity for it, for sure, and I think that there's a lot of value, and it's something that... You know, you and I have been a part of a couple different vendor study groups where, you know, the consensus is like, if we can control our own narrative, we're going to be set. And, and we've really seen that over the last 12 months, the, the companies that have been positioned where they had their own narrative kind of buttoned up, you've got your audience, you've got your people that you can reach, you know, digitally through social, like there's outlets there where you're controlling the narrative around your brand have been positioned very well and have honestly it's not the right word to use, but have thrived through this um, and have been able to make changes and adapt and, and, and kept the train rolling uh, where other companies, I mean, you and I both have, have experienced conversations where people are at the end, they're going out of business. Like they haven't been able to adapt. They weren't set up correctly to be able to embrace a digital world and, and, you know, someone else, they've always relied on somebody else to be able to put the messaging out for them. And when that can't happen and they don't have the tools to engage in that realm, you know, it's been tough. So yeah, things are changing. Um, and it is kind of been a broken record for years, but now 
everything is changing and, and, you know, the opportunity to just do things differently is one acceptable now. And it's the, it's the have to versus we ought to, uh, we really have to. Right. And you, you said it correctly. I think when like-minded come to pe people come together uh, in a more intimate setting, then you have the opportunity um, to hear expressions, to learn more, to learn from each other. And so, as you said, I, I think uh, they'll hear from us a little later, but we'll have some regional micro conferences. And yeah. I think it's going to be more on a little more exclusiveness to it, you know, just not showing up to get CEUs. There's got to be a, a, a takeaway for the attendees, yeah. not just to throw out product. It's got to be something where we maybe even have exercises working together. You know, to yeah. come up. I have to tell you, um, I, I went to the uh, Johnson Consulting um, recently, and that I believe was done better than anyone that I've attended so far as the attendees and, and participants. Now, there weren't really any vendors per se involved. Mm -hmm. We attended, we observed, but yeah. I really, really liked the engagement. And I yeah. think that's something that conferences, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad. But there's not that type of engagement and, and you know, team working and solution finding when you go to a major conference. It's shaking hands, yeah. just saying hello. Can we get 10 minutes together? Do you go get a CEU? You kind of do that, maybe take away something. So I think there's a next level coming um, that we'll be part of, you and I and some others, that will yeah. change the dynamics of attending a funeral um, conference. What do you think? Yeah. No, I, you're, you're exactly right. And I want to just reiterate, like, this isn't a bag on the conferences and, and like ICCFA and NFTA and Kena and those like, we're big supporters of the association. We have them on all the time. They're great partners of ours. They do great things for the profession. This is just the next evolution. Um, you, no one was probably uh, outside of ICCFA is disappointed in, in reading that it was going to be an all virtual conference and you and I, you and I were texting each other immediately. Like we've been looking forward to the potential to see our people face to face and handshake and hug and high five and, and do the things. So there's still a need for that community. And that's, you know, if anything, I think we've noticed over the last 12 months that how much we need the funeral community, um, the funeral directors and cemeterians and crematories and the vendors kind of coming together in a way uh, where we can connect. So there's absolutely a, a need for that. Uh, we need that community. It just, it needs to look differently so that both sides have equal value coming out of it. Sure. And, you know, the more people that are getting vaccinated, um, they're more at ease to travel, the more at ease to get together. And so, you know, my thoughts are that to get um, 1,500 people to be like-minded to come to the conferences of the past, that's still a ways off on the horizon. Yeah. But to get, you know, anywhere from 30 to 50 to come, um, and it's a drive, maybe ne not necessarily flying, I think we're going to be more apt to see that happen. Yeah, makes sense. Especially if it's got great content. Well, buddy, I know that you've got a lot going on on your side of the town, and uh, I certainly yeah. do. So uh, next week, I'll be in uh, Naples, Florida. So we'll set up a day and a time. 
I'll hate it. But uh, again, sunshine. Thank you, James, for going for me out to Colorado. <laughs> he enjoyed skiing. I I don't have a, I don't have a coat. I just can't go. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll report uh, out of Naples and MKHA with their conference as well. Excellent. All right. Well, Commander, I appreciate you. You enjoy the weather on your side of town. I'm going to enjoy it on mine. And until next time, have a great effing week. Out here. Get your ass up and sleep in. Get your ass up and sleep in.